With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dr. Karen Bethia, Senior Pastor of Set the Captives Free Outreach Center in Baltimore, Maryland, where we are giving back what we owe. Outreach, worship, and education. Welcome to our Set Free Podcast. It is my hope that as you listen, you will be liberated, empowered, built up, encouraged, and inspired to be all that God has created you to be. God bless you. Our theme this year at the church has been that we are blessed to be a blessing. Our yearly theme, our focus has been blessed to be a blessing. Our annual theme has been giving back what we owe, outreach, worship, and education. Those are not just sayings. We're not just trying to get a little cute uh, rhyming uh, statement together, but we really intend as a ministry, amen, to give back what we owe. And God has so beautifully positioned us here with more space to do more ministry. And I'm really, really excited about that today. Amen. And so I've been in a series, The Best Gifts Ever, first talked about the gift, uh, talking right now about the gift of joy, but started off talking about the gift of peace. How many of you could use more peace in your life? Oh, that's it? How many of you want peace? How many of you want more joy? Amen. And so we want to thank the Lord today. Uh, By means of update, I want to strongly encourage you to continue to share our fundraising link with your family and your friends. Salvation is free, but ministry costs. Amen. And so we want to thank those of you who've already been doing that. And by way of announcement, the path dates for 2020 are now located at various points around the building and also at the information booth. I strongly encourage you, if you are not attending Bible study and you are just sitting home on Wednesday, I strongly encourage you to get out, get the word in you. Because listen, aside from the word, it just can't be strong. Amen. There's no hocus pocus. There's no one uh, bad enough to lay hands on you and impart what you have to get for yourself. That's the spiritual. Studying the word of God is a spiritual discipline. And we offer so many great courses here. And I want to make sure that you all are taking advantage of those. Amen. The gift of joy. The gift of Jesus really makes the gift of joy possible. And I want to encourage you this morning to stay connected to the vine. Somebody say, stay connected, stay filled. When we talk about joy, of course, we started uh, last week talking about joy, which is an emotion of great delight. How many of you enjoy those times in your life of great delight? Just five of you? Great delight. We're talking about joy. Do me a favor. Tell your neighbor she's talking about joy today. Amen. So fix your face as in preparation. 
for an impartation of joy. Amen. Hey, listen, I, I live in real life with you. I know life is difficult, but we just sang, Lord, you're mighty. Meaning that no matter what happened, listen, I got two, three funerals this week. One that's not, listen, I know life, real life is happening, but God is still mighty. God is still in control. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you this morning. Jesus promised us joy, which is an emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. Now, here's the good news. I'm just on the definition. I'm going to get to the message in a minute, but here's the good news. Not only is Jesus exceptionally good, but he's also very satisfying. And we learned last Sunday that Jesus is the vine and that we are the branches. I just want to share with you that if your joy is constantly lacking, you got to check your connection. Amen. It's hard to really be connected to the Lord and not have joy. And I can't wait. 2020, the Lord's been putting it on my heart to begin to deal with trauma. There are a lot of, I understand now why a lot of people, no matter how much scripture, how much prayer, how much worship service, there are people who are trying to praise on the top of trauma and that just doesn't work. Amen. We're going to get into the root of trauma next year uh, because we are the descendants of traumatized ancestors. And some of us are still reeling from the repercussions and we really don't know what's wrong. We say, I don't know what's wrong with me. Everything in my life is fine. I really should be happy. But that trauma has not been addressed. I'm, I'm in 2020 already. Let me come back to joy today. And so last week we talked about the fact that Jesus is the vine and that the father is the husbandman and that we are indeed the branches. Somebody say, stay connected. Stay filled. And so last week we were in uh, looking at the connection that we have with the Father. And today we want to talk a little more because it's important to understand that Jesus spent 10 verses leading up to verse 11. In verse 11, he talks about his joy remaining in us and being full, but he took 10 verses to get to that verse, because I want us to understand that the connection is the prerequisite to the real joy. The connection is the prerequisite. Not only is it a prerequisite, it is a necessity. You cannot have authentic joy if you are disconnected from the Lord. So last week we noticed the symbols of the vine and the branch and the husbandman. Today we're going to move into part two. We talked about the symbols, but now let's talk about the steps because Jesus, who was a masterful teacher, Jesus was very simplistic. Every now and then I'll have a member, and I, I know they don't mean a harm. They say, Preston, when are you going to preach something deep, like, you know, deep? You know, get off into the prophetic and, the, and how the stars line up in the mountain. But we're missing it on the basics. And it's the basics that lead to a stronger life. If the basics aren't tight, forget the deep. Because you can't flow past what you live. 
And so we want to look at some basics today. Jesus, first of all, he gave us some symbols. See, Jesus was the most prolific preacher that ever lived, and he was never deep. He would talk about things like uh, vines and branches and light on the hilltop. Jesus was basic because he understood that most of us really need our basic straight. It's not hard to be deep when, you're, when your basics are straight. Deep will follow. Uh, hear me? Hear me this morning? And so we noticed the symbols last week, but last, now let's look at the steps because he goes from showing us an analogy or a parable, if you will, about vines and branches. And I even used the tree last week, but now we want to look at the steps. And he, he told us what our joy comes from, but now he wants to show us the steps to attaining joy and maintaining joy obtaining joy and maintaining joy. I, just because I get full of joy doesn't mean I'm going to keep it. And I want you to understand that it is the devil's job and he's on his job right after church to try to steal what you got in church. Come on, somebody. Right after church in the hallway. Sometimes you run into the wrong member. Oh, ain't nobody talking. Let me tell Good morning, live stream. How y'all doing? So you can run into sometime in the parking lot right after church. So it is the enemy's desire to steal whatever you receive here. But when you stay connected, there's really not much he can do. And so as we move on through this powerful passage, we notice in verses two and three that not only must we get connected to the father, but then we must fight to maintenance. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. And I'm telling you that every week I have to maintain my fight, maintain fight rather to maintain my connection with the father. Can I just see the hands of the normal people in the congregation who would say it is a fight every week to remain connected, to remain sanctified, to remain with a renewed mind, to keep on choosing to live right when every week somebody tempts me to do something I know ain't right. Every week I'm tempted to slap my supervisor upside the head. Ain't nobody talking to me. Every week there's a temptation to snatch my teenager and make them want to call 911. Every week there's a temptation in real life to want to do something you know ain't right, but because of the connection. Can I talk? Yeah, I'm talking live stream. I'm talking to real people now. I know we look good. We look glorious. We are strengthened, but that human side of us is still tempted. And if it were not for the connection of the Holy Spirit, we would do things, tell somebody I would do things a whole different way. I want to handle my enemies a whole different way. I'm talking to real people living real life. And so Jesus in this beautiful passage, he says in verse uh, three, now you are clean. Listen, through the word which I have spoken to you. Don't let modern day church make you try to take shortcuts. 
Don't let modern day church fool you. Modern day church has veered off and branched off into some things that God ain't even a part of. You still got to live clean. You just have to. You still have to pray. You still have to get the word of God in you. You still watch this cuss word in church. You still have to have a standard about your life. Let me talk to the live stream. I ain't getting a whole lot of, I'm getting some pushback in here. Let me talk to the live stream because I can't see you. You can't affect me. You still got to live right. Mm Mm-hmm. And so as we look at this powerful passage, he says, look at this. In verse 10, if you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Look at this, verse 7. I want you to hear this. I'm going somewhere. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. We like the B part of that. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done. But we want to skip over if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Somebody say there's a connection. We tell our children, if you eat your dinner, then I will give you dessert. All they hear is the dessert part, but we make sure that they eat their dinner. God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you everything I have you. But don't forget what I said. I said, if my words abide in you. God can't be pimped. You say, what all this have to do with joy? Because if you and God are bumping heads, you have no joy. If he's saying go left and you went right, you have no joy. Or you can go through the motions. Lord, you're mine. mine. Lord, you're mine. That's just what we see externally. But internally, you're still confused because God said go right and you went left. So there is no unity. Can two walk together except they be agreed? I'm trying to get people to a place of authentic joy because in this climate, of course not the people in this room, but in this climate of Christianity, we have reduced God to a request slip. Said I could pray, have what I want. And I can hear God saying, I said you should live and do what I said. I love the Lord and I'm funny about how people treat him because you know what? Sometimes we act like God is a big teddy bear or a big Santa Claus. Let me sit on your lap, tell you what I want. And then I can hear him saying, have you been naughty or nice? Ho, ho, ho. So let's look at these steps, amen, because I want to get you to a place where your peace, your joy rather, it remains in you and it stays full. Where it remains in you and it stays full. First of all, we must submit to the pruning, talking about the steps here, we must submit to the pruning of the Father as we abide in the Son. Thank you, Leah. I love my drama. We must submit to the pruning. Now, here's the beautiful thing about the Lord. 
The Bible says every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth it. You say, God, why? Why? Why you got to do all that? You see me try. I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. He says, that's why I pruned you because you're, you're effective. I pruned you because I want to take away everything that would possibly keep you from being the person I've really created you to be. Now, the thing about that, Roma, it's so good to see you all the way from Japan. Well, the thing that, that's so powerful about that is we don't always know what's in the way. Five people got that. As we journey with the Lord, and you know, we pray those deep prayers, Lord, have your way in me. You better mean that if you pray that. Because then what the Lord begins to do, because his thoughts are higher than ours, he begins to chop away and pull at anything that could possibly hinder your joy, hinder your peace, and hinder you from becoming who he says you are. This is for the big girls and the big boys. Sometimes we like what he does, but sometimes we don't. I'm a pastor. Sometimes I like what God is cutting. Other times he and I get in a wrestling match. Really, God? Really? Can we talk about this? I know you don't go through this. Can we talk? Sometimes we get at a standstill. I'm talking about people who have a, a walk for real. Give me that slide about fire insurance. I'm so glad the monitor's coming next week so I can see what y'all see. I got to walk all the way down here to see what's on the screen. And I still can't see. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. So let's talk about this. This is important because it has everything to do with your joy. Some people in church, somebody say in church, have fire insurance and others have relationships. Now, I'm not knocking anybody that's here. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you come again. But I want to make sure you understand where you fit because in some instances, we're okay and we're on the right track. In some instances, we, we got to make a U-turn because that's not leading the way you think it's leading. Some of us have fire insurance, and some have relationship. Fire insurance, here's the group. Listen, I got saved. I attend church here and there. I'm not in an active relationship with the Lord. I'm not acti actively involved in my church. I'm not even actively telling people about the Lord. That's fire insurance. Let, let me dig into it a little bit more. Can you take some more? Okay, I got saved. I didn't want to go to hell. I was scared, but I ain't trying to bear fruit and get all involved. I don't want God to ask me to do a whole lot. You know, I just was scared because I heard I was going to hell because I wasn't saved. And I'm scared about that. But don't be, you know, let's not get all in. I don't want to be all up on the Lord. Now I want him all up on me. And I don't want to be all involved in church and people are in my business. And I'm in the, I, No, I don't want all that. I just want to go to church, go home, and mind my business. I don't want to serve at my church, but I tell you one thing, if somebody in my family died or something happened, Pastor Kern better show up. And they better hold the repast and they better help me. But I ain't trying to, you know, help them with nothing. I mean, I just, I'm a member, but you know.
You know, I ain't involved. I know I got skills and things that will help the church tremendously, but you know, I don't have time. I got, I'm busy. And I ain't really telling nobody about the Lord because, you know, I don't, like, I don't begin in people's business like that. I just, you know, do what I do, and they do what they do. I know they dying on their way to hell, but that's not none of my business. You can't make this stuff up. And don't judge me because this is me. That's why, I don't, you know, see, that's why I don't come that often. Because it looks like when I get here, she be all in my business. Because I have to dig deep while you're here because I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Fire insurance. I don't really want to give nothing back to the Lord. I just want all he has for me. But relationship is different. I got saved. I went on to learn and grow. I have an active relationship with the Lord. I'm actively involved in his house because how I treat his house is reflective of my love for him. And I'm actively telling people about the Lord. Let me go down that list again. I'm, I have a relationship. I got saved and I surrendered my life to the Lord. I gave my life to him because when I came into the understanding that he gave his life, you don't think Jesus had things he wanted to do? He was 33 when he went to the cross. Jesus never had a girlfriend. He never got to go to Odell's. He didn't get to do a whole lot. Come on, somebody. He didn't get to go see Patti LaBelle in concert because he was ministering. He didn't get to binge watch a show, his favorite show, because there were always people around him who needed healing. He sacrificed, first of all, for deity to wrap itself in flesh was sacrifice enough. Talk about an upgrade. He took a serious downgrade. Now watch his love walk though. He did all that in the hopes that we receive him because he still knew that doing all of that, some would still choose not to accept him. But his love compelled him to do it for the portion of us who would say yes to him. So those in relationship understand the sacrifice and they say, if he could do all that for me, I surrender my life. I may not get what I want all the time, but now it ain't about me. I am crucified. Come on, Galatians 2.20 with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's no longer about me. This for the mature right here. Babes choke at this because they don't want to move to the next level. But it really ain't about you and you'll never have real joy if your life ain't about nobody but you. You'll always be bored, always be constipated, always be stuck up, always be miserable, always be looking around trying to find the next joy hit. Because big boys and girls have long learned that when I live for others, I really get the joy that I desire. 
Relationship says, I went on to learn and grow. I wanted to know more about this man that loved me and gave himself for me. In fact, I love him so much that now I want to bear fruit. I want to look like him, smell like him, talk like him. I want his essence on my life. I want to walk into a room and cause somebody to want to bow their knee to him. I want to be God's next top model. I want to walk the runway and let people see the blessings on my life, the joy on my life. I want folk to see what God will do with a surrendered life. I want to be God's next top model. Dress me in your glory. Dress me in your favor. Show off in my life with your blessings. Show the world what you can do with a surrendered life. Because I wasn't looking for fire insurance. I really love you. I have an active relationship with the Lord. I pray and listen to him daily. I'm not focused on what everybody else is doing. I'm focused on what God is trying to do. I ain't pointing a finger. She and him and her. I'm pointing at myself saying, get yourself together. Get yourself to the next level. Do the thing that God spoke to you to do. Do the thing that you know you should be. I'm not looking around the church pointing at everybody. He, she, he, he. No, I got a life that I need to check on daily because sin is real and I can still be tempted by it. So I'm not spending all my time looking out what I'm looking in with saying, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your focus in the right place. Don't get entangled with what's happening in church and in the church world. Just make sure the church is in you for real. So because I have an active relationship with the Lord, I'm actively involved in his house. I love to share the weight of the burden with my church family. I am in fellowship. I don't run out as soon as the benediction comes. I stay because I like to meet other people who are walking with God like I am. And I share the weight of the burden of my church family. Some of our members are exhausted because they're doing the weight of people who are not connected and not doing anything to help a church that they say they love so much and brag about. Oh, I go to set the cat to three. We own them all. And you've not done one thing to help us at 7111 or 6901. I need you to connect back in so that your love for God will be reflected in your behavior towards us. I can count on my pastor. Can I count on you? Can I just sidebar a minute? And I ain't mad at nobody. We're just talking. You can count on your pastor. I don't need anybody to remind me to write a sermon. I don't need, need anybody to remind me. I was down here slaving and doing stuff yesterday in the nursery, having a good time. I work. I do what I'm supposed to do. But as a member, I want you to right now reflect and say, I wonder if she can count on me. Can I just, let me go deeper. Some of you, I can't count on you for attendance, let alone service. Can we talk? This end of the year, this is where you tie things up and knot them off. Some of you, I can't depend on to even attend church, let alone help with something at church. And it is disgusting. 
because it is reflective of your relationship and your walk. And they're the main ones that always want some. And I got a cough. Is pastor coming over ham sandwich? No. You're not a good investment of my time because you never give a return. Some of y'all get mad. Let me talk to live stream. You know, live stream, people know what a pastor should do, but they don't want to talk about what a member should be. I'm not upset. I love my job. I'm not frustrated or anything, but I just happen to notice some things. I, I notice that some people are really connected to the vine and others, I don't know what they're doing. And I don't know what they're connected to. Because they don't look anything like my daddy. And definitely don't have my flavor on them. Let me keep smiling. Because pe people, funny, when you tell the truth, people always go home, Pastor was mad at somebody today. I'm not mad at anybody but the devil. And if you're full of him, okay, then maybe. But I ain't mad at nobody. But what I am trying to do is trying to get my church to a place of authentic. You're kidding me. Uh-huh, somebody prayed for that buzzer, says, shut her up right there. Shut her up. Scorched your hide today, didn't it? But come on, we're going into a new year. Why go into a new year the same way you were in the old year? Here's the thing, and I got to close because my, my alarm just went off darn phone <laughs> but we can't go into a new year expecting God to do something new when we're doing the same old stuff we used to do can we just be honest stand to your feet I want you to do this this morning just reflect just reflect listen just reflect have I been as connected to God this year as I need to be. Don't answer out loud. Just think about it. Think about it. Have I really been that connected? Give me that last slide. Uh, he, the quote for today, I want to leave that with him. Have I been as connected as I could have been to God? And then secondly, have I been as connected to my church as I could have been? Many of you during the move were so helpful, and some of you were just AWOL. Just not, it just, you can't tell me you could have never helped because there were so many opportunities. And listen to me, and don't get offended because you know your pastor, I'm bold, and I'm going to say it. Don't get offended. But as people of color, we got to stop running our mouth and complaining all the time, but never stepping in to help. I got to say it. I'm going to say it twice. I'm going to say it twice, Deacon Glenn. Stop complaining about what isn't and show up to be a part of what is. You don't belong. You don't belong to a church that just meets on Sunday to have a good shout and go home. That's not what this is. This is a vision that's alive and well and moving and you want to be a part of that because some of your prayers are some of your prayers are connect and stop last thing and again 
ain't upset with nobody. I love y'all. I love my job. I love what I'm called to do. But sometimes you got to tighten up the house. We can't go into 2020 with a whole bunch of dead weight. I don't know if I might serve. You might. Let me see. I don't know. Let me see. Let me pray about. Stop it. Do you pray about picking trash up off the floor? You just pick it up. Why? Because it needs to come up. Where's Dignus Denise? Come here, love. <laughs> Boy, that's almost like we rehearsed it. You done made them think we rehearsed this. But last week, we spent time walking through the sanctuary, picking up candy paper and tissue. You have to know when you drop a big tissue. Uh-huh, she didn't do that, though. No, we know you didn't do that. We're just talking. She's ahead of our, what do we call it? It's not jan janitorial. There was a real, no, there's a real nice word they have now for it. Where's Brother Ed? Is Brother Ed here? Brother Ed here today? He's custodial engineer. As I close out, because next Sunday is the cantata, so I ain't going to get to talk to you again until the 29th. As I close out, look around this room. God has blessed us. I don't know if you saw it beforehand, but God has really blessed us. She and I go around during the week. We check the restroom. The men do pretty good. I don't know what the women do in their room, no. No, can we talk? Y'all not going to get mad? The brother's bathroom be pretty nice. Women, I don't know what, what the world. We got to do better because watch this. God blessed us with this. We want to take good care. Just do a check right now. You'll help us this week. Save us any paper on the floor in your area. And please get it before you leave. Because if you don't, she and I have to walk through this whole room getting trash up off the floor behind the dogs. I'm teaching basics right here. See what I mean? People want to, I don't want to soar into the spirit. Get your candy paper and chicken bones up first for you soar. I need to teach her on order again next year because life is about order. Somebody go get, check the bathroom before she does today and fix what some of our sisters who lack hot, basic hygienic skills left behind. Don't leave what you did for everybody else to see. We don't want to see it. Can we talk? You'll never get before God and say you had a church that didn't teach you because we're always teaching. Clean up behind your grown self and teach your teenage daughter what to do with that for real. Can we talk? Listen, I'm sharing this out of love. I'm not upset with anybody. I realized, because her and I, we had to have a talk. I said, Lord, we realized some people really don't know what to do. You have to teach people. And I have all the love and patience to teach it. It's, a, it's not a problem, but it has to be. Some things have to be said. The elephant in the room has to be addressed. Because we'll never get, hmm? Who had a drink in here? Somebody had a drink? Bottles? Spots on the carpet already? There's no eating or drinking in here. The worship area, they have uh, stuff behind the pulpit, and then they have a room down the hall so I know it's not them but there shouldn't be we shouldn't have spots on the floor already tell your neighbor listen 
Tell your neighbor, say, listen, my tithes and offering went into this. I need you to take care of it. Come on. Tell somebody, I sacrifice, honey. I had to release a seed into this. Thank you, boo. You're going to have a light. We're going to have a lighter week this week. Then they wonder why pastors are tired, right? Because we have to do, we have to lift so many areas. Amen. So let's do it. What I'm saying is let's do it together. This is not Pastor Karen's church. It's Pastor Karen's church. It's Pastor Lim- It's ours. Tell your neighbor, this is my church. <laughs> so I want to encourage you today. Listen, you're going to have real joy. There's some things that you need to let the Father cut off for you before 2020. You're not going to get different results using the same stuff. Let's pray together because this is a prayer for all of us. Everybody in the room, just join hands. I want to encourage you to go for what you know. Go for where God is taking you, but stay connected. Let the Father purge you. Let him cut off everything that would get in the way of your true joy, your true happiness. Father, I thank you for this beautiful congregation. It has been a beautiful 19-year journey pastoring this flock. I thank you for all the love, all the peace, all the joy that you've given us through this entire journey. But God, I know you have more for us and we are ready. We are going to stay connected. And not only that, we're going to allow the husbandmen to cut off. Somebody say, Lord, cut off everything that's not like you. Take it away. Cut it off. Get rid of it. And as you do, I will be obedient. I will cooperate. In Jesus' name, amen. While your heads are bowed, I want to talk to somebody this morning who has not even had that initial connection. It's called salvation. It's called salvation. Jesus died to deliver us out of sin. The choice that Adam made for us is not a choice everybody wants to stay in. If you're here today and you're saying, please pray for me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.